0: This is your captain speaking. I'm Arno Jutten, captain of Holland America Line, MS Maasdom. You're listening to the SoCal Restaurant Show on AM 830 KLAA. And welcome back. It is the SoCal Restaurant Show. And we're here with you every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. until 12 noon, right here on AM 830, KLAA, the home of Angels Baseball. I'm Andy Harris, <clears throat> excuse me, the executive producer, kind of putting it all together. And we're enthusiastically presented each and every week by Melissa's World Variety Produce and West Coast Prime Meats. Ukraine is very much on the world showcase right now, but before the current unfortunate situation in Ukraine, Ukrainian food in eastern Europe had a special recognition and its hearty, delicious fare, and it is so wonderful that we have an accomplished Ukrainian chef right here in California, operating out of the Bay Area, that being uh, Anna Voloshna, and she has put all of her family Ukrainian recipes together in a wonderful new cookbook, modernized and contemporized certain recipes, but still very true to the tradition of the Ukrainian kitchen. Uh, the title of the book is Budmo, spelled B-U-D-M-O apostrophe, recipes from a Ukrainian kitchen. Uh, Anna was recently in Los Angeles a few weeks ago doing a reception at Jones on 3rd, um, on 3rd Street in L.A. And made quite an impression. And I definitely wanted to get uh Anna uh, Volushna on the show. And it is a pleasure uh, speaking to us from the San Francisco Bay Area this morning to welcome Anna to the show. Anna, good morning and welcome.
1: Good morning. Thank you for having me today.
0: Well, Anna, it is such a beautiful book. Uh, your publisher is Rizzoli um the photography is all so bright and colorful uh and it's just great to page through but um we really want our listeners to have more an appreciation for what is in in the Ukrainian kitchen. Um, Some people are a little familiar with borscht, but fortunately, uh, Anna, there's a lot more to recipes from Ukrainian kitchen than borscht, even though there is borscht uh, in there. So uh, let's talk a little bit about your background. Um, You've been in the United States for about 12 years now. Uh, You were born in what part of Ukraine?
1: I was born in the south of Ukraine, the land of farmers and the best produce, I must say. Maybe in the whole Europe, for me, definitely in the whole world, our famous tomatoes and watermelons, I haven't tasted anything more delicious than uh, the ones that come from my region. Uh, it's a small town near Kherson and Mikolaev called Snihurivka, and I'm going back there in just a couple of weeks. cannot wait.
0: Oh, actually, I'm sure uh, on a, a very exciting time uh, to be in Ukraine. So, um, <clears throat> of course, be safe, too.
1: Absolutely. Yes, I'm going with my crew to uh, document recipes, to shoot some photos, and to do research for my second cookbook and uh, another project. And, uh, yeah, we are all about safety. <laughs>
0: Uh, again, uh, <clears throat> challenging time to be anywhere right now, Anna. But um, um, you know, it's just um, uh, on a little bit more of a serious note, which of, of course all of our listeners appreciate. What's happening in Ukraine right now? Um, very sad and unfortunate situation, and you know, one we are all hopeful for. <clears throat> excuse me. In terms of. A positive uh, resolution. And I I know our hearts are with uh, the Ukrainian people. Um, You know, very hospitable, very hardworking. Um, And to resist Russia for a small country like Ukraine, this is not an easy thing to do.
1: Absolutely. And I need to say that Ukraine feels your support. Everybody knows that the whole world is standing with us, and that fuels us that makes us sure that we are supported we can keep fighting and that we will win and then we will welcome everybody to ukraine and feel we'll feed all of you we will throw the biggest feast you've ever seen honestly uh i dream about that every day to have this huge table from one end to another like through the whole ukraine and everybody can join and bring their favorite dishes and just rejoice in celebration
0: Anna, I look forward to that day. Now, when you talk about getting together and celebrating, in the traditional Ukrainian kitchen, in the traditional Ukrainian uh, household... Food and a meal is very important to family life. And typically, you do have gatherings where family is around the table enjoying these specialties. And um, you mentioned that uh, in most Ukrainian uh, households, whether they be the mothers or the grandmothers, these are the ones that typically know the family recipes. And for them to whip up a meal for eight or 10 people, it's almost effortless on their part. Tell us a little Little bit about more about that sensibility because it's one I really appreciate. I mean, I like eating with people, uh, but I also like, you know, like getting fed.
1: Uh, Absolutely. As I always say, life happens in the kitchen in Ukraine. It's always been like that. Uh, Everybody's gathering whatever is happening there. We're talking, we're helping, or just sitting there exchanging news. And uh, I was always present when my mom cooked or my grandma cooked i was not always allowed to participate unfortunately my uh my family is very bossy and they're like oh i can do everything by myself that's my mom's uh usual phrase i don't know uh why ukrainian women are so tough but they can definitely single-handedly create a beautiful feast with at least five dishes like Five is a bare minimum, because you need your uh, pickles, you need the which is uh, starters, then you need a borscht or something hearty, and then at least two main courses, and maybe something for dessert. But dessert is optional in Ukraine. But yeah, uh, Ukrainian women, they just grew up with this that sense of, if you will not feed your family, who else will? Because after the USSR collapsed, we didn't have any restaurants. People were very poor, and uh, practically nobody could afford to eat uh, at the fancy few restaurants that we had in Ukraine. But for just day-to-day uh, meals, it's always at home. And we had those um, reminiscences of uh, Soviet times called canteens, Stolovia, which is uh, kind of horrible because the food there is land and uh, uninteresting and just basically an abomination of uh, all of those uh, mashed together recipes from uh, all of the republics from former USSR and uh, everybody cook at home and that's why most of Ukrainian women are amazing cooks and they try to, give, to do their best and give the recipes to the future generation and that's how I learned how to cook by watching my mom, but by, by tasting the food and but just
0: being there with them. Anna, really incredible. Now, you made a point that I also want to emphasize to our listening audience. Um, during the Soviet influence, as it were, um, they tried to make all the food generic. And in terms of the Ukrainian specialties, they actually tried to erase them um, from the kitchens. Tell us a little bit about that because, I mean, that's just unbelievable.
1: Absolutely. Uh, so the goal of the USSR was to create this huge, gigantic country with multiple nationalities, and they had to uh, marry them somehow and bring them all together. And what's the one of the key parts of the culture, of course, food and recipes and culinary culture. So they created that Soviet cuisine where they took a couple of recipes from Ukraine, a couple of recipes from Russia, a couple of recipes from Georgia mashed them all together and basically wherever you go, um, was it Moscow or Uzbekistan or Ukraine or uh, Georgia you would eat the same recipes, the same dishes and uh, they kind of said, oh this is now our our cuisine and nobody was like, oh Ukrainian cuisine we need to uh, create cookbooks or cookbooks on Georgian cuisine. No it was one book with uh, Soviet recipes, Basically, you couldn't cook from that book because it was half fiction, half uh, (laughs) half bad recipes. Because they created the book to uh, arouse the appetite, but not to actually people to cook from that. Because half of the ingredients were not available. Because you know about the famous lines and famous shortages in the USSR. Yes. Yeah. So nobody could get anything. It was very little supplies and. The better produce was available only in small villages where people could somehow like have a couple of chickens and maybe a cow, which was kind of forbidden in the U.S. because everything belonged to the country, to, to the government. And uh, they tried to control the tra- culinary traditions just to control people and to slowly but surely erase the cultural identity of countries and create this one-blend country with uh, mostly Russian influence.
0: Ana, how depressing, and they're at it again. Before we need to take our first break and pick up the conversation and talk about some of the recipes in the book, we would be remiss if we didn't ask you to explain to our listeners what Budmo means, the title of your book.
1: Budmo is my favorite Ukrainian word. It means, let us be. And we always use it instead of cheers when we raise a glass. So budmo means let us be healthy, let us be together. It's a very compelling and complex word with the most cheerful meaning.
0: I love it. And um, the the explanation point after the budmo on the cover is just to emphasize that, correct?
1: Yes, absolutely. Because we always shout budmo. We never whisper that. We always say budmo and it's... It's a very, very cheerful expression, and we are there to celebrate.
0: Anna, we need a lot more cheer right now. Uh, We are speaking with Ukrainian chef and cookbook author Anna uh, Voloshna. Her new cookbook is Budmo, Recipes from a Ukrainian Kitchen. We're going to pick up the conversation on the other side. Beautiful uh, book from Rizzoli. You are listening to the SoCal Restaurant Show. We're proudly presented by Melissa's World Variety Produce and West Coast Prime Meats.